Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled, What's in a Hymn? It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today we reflect on the hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Isaac Watts, who many consider to be one of the greatest hymn writers of all time, composed this beautiful hymn in 1707. He was a congregational minister who was burdened that the church only sang psalms during the worship time. As wonderful as they were, Watts saw that the psalms couldn't look back to Christ's life, the cross, his death and resurrection. They couldn't fully celebrate the atonement or Christ's second coming. And so Watts started writing hymns for the church's worship time. And his hymns gave the congregation of his day, and indeed ours, a way to express a deeply personal sense of gratitude to the Saviour. Concerning this hymn, there is no special story that singles it out from among the many others he wrote. But it is special because of the beauty of its language, the imagery it uses, and the powerful way that it highlights the most significant event in history, the cross of Jesus Christ. Watts actually wrote this as a communion hymn. So let's briefly look at the hymn. It is written as though Watts were standing at the foot of Christ's cross, together with the disciple John, Jesus' mother, the other faithful women, the Roman soldiers and the mocking onlookers. And as he stands at the foot of the cross, he is contemplating all that is happening. When I survey the wondrous cross. In what day the word survey meant contemplate. And there at the foot of the cross as he contemplates, he is marvelling at the incredible yet wonderful fact. The king from heaven, who is nailed to the cross by sinful men, is dying for him. So, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died. With his heart focused on Christ's death upon the cross, Watts then writes in verse 1, My richest gain I count but loss, and poor contempt on all my pride. For it is Christ's death alone that gives pardon for sin, peace and reconciliation with God, a right standing with God, and so much more. Verse 2 begins by reflecting on the words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Paul says, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul knew there was nothing in us that can make us right with God, so we cannot boast in what we have done. We can only boast in the cross of Christ. So as what says, Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death, of Christ my God. Anything else he might have boasted in or be taken up with falls away in the light of the cross. So, all the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. In verse 3, Watts in his mind's eye sees the blood which flows from Christ's wounds. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love, flow mingled down. 
And that shed blood speaks of Christ's suffering for our sin because of his love for us. Hence, sorrow and love. Because of his love for us, Christ, as the Bible says, died for our transgressions, took our infirmities, carried our sorrows, was crushed for our iniquities, and his wounds brought us peace and healing. Nothing else in the whole world, in the whole of history, will ever match Christ's death on the cross. Watts recognises that as he asked the question, Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown? The answer, of course, is no. Watts finishes his contemplation of the cross with these words in verse 4. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. And what's he saying, even if he owned the whole realm of nature, it wouldn't be enough to give to Christ in thankfulness for the salvation Christ has given him. Christ wants more, says Watts. He wants me, my soul, my life, my dedication, my commitment. As we, in our mind's eye, stand at the foot of the cross and contemplate and marvel at God from heaven, becoming the saviour for you and me, Such love, so amazing, so divine, demands our soul, our life, our all. Amen.